You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Union Road Presbyterian Church. For more information, join us on Facebook or visit our website at unionroad.org.uk. The title of our sermon this evening is in the words, A Man Frustrated with God, Asa. And that picture, if it shows it or not as well, it's just to give the image of somebody frustrated. I don't know what you do when you're frustrated. He's pulling his hair out. Some people might find that a little difficult. But Asaph. Asaph is an Old Testament character that really is not much referred to. And yet he is quite an important character because there's quite a bit of the Bible was um, under the hand, under the pen, as it were, of Asaph. Frustrated. We all get frustrated at time, at, from time to time with things or people, and I'm sure that's your frustration may be different to somebody else's. Sometimes when we're frustrated, we say the wrong things, or sometimes we do the wrong thing, or sometimes, sadly, we react rather badly. We don't like things or people to annoy us or change our perspective, and when we're frustrated, we don't always maybe act well for the best. Now, maybe that's a situation that you can identify with over the past two or three years, and particularly we're still living in the after-effects of COVID and the COVID restrictions. I'm trying to rebuild churches, getting people the confidence to come back out to things and, and yet still remaining uh, very, uh, well, just remaining careful about things. Maybe you are frustrated. But you know, in times like these, people often feel frustrated with God. And that's the character that we're going to look at this evening, because Asav was frustrated with God. We tend sometimes to blame God for our troubles, but we forget to thank him for our blessings. God gets blamed for many, many things. I wonder if there's someone here this evening, or maybe listening to this service, and maybe things don't, haven't always worked out the way you want. And you blame somebody. You don't blame yourself. But, uh, well, you can blame God. Well, you're in good company. Because in the Scripture, Asaph felt just like that long ago. First of all, who was the character? He's called Asaph, and if I trace his background, he probably wrote about 12 of the Psalms in our Bible. So don't think all the Psalms were written by David. We talk about the Psalms of David. A good number of them were. And you were really singing a version of one that was written by David at the start of our service. But Asaph wrote about 12 Psalms. He, was, he lived about the same time as David. He was a contemporary some uh, over a thousand years before Christ's incarnation. And you'll see if you examine the title in the Psalms, his name is noted as the author from Psalm 73 to Psalm 83, as well as from other ones. Asaph is a Hebrew name, and it means a collector, a strange name. But clearly, in Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 30, he is called Asaph the seer which means 
he, had a, he was a man of some distinction, a bit of a, like a prophet kind of idea about him. He had a bit of clout, if you understand that word. Um, and as well as that, he seemed to have a role in furthering the temple music under David's direction, like a kind of a musical director kind of thing, Asaph. But as we read Psalm 77, or part of it, we discover his honesty. He was struggling with something. We're not told what exactly it was. He was struggling with some issue, and quite frankly, he was frustrated with God. So whatever you may be feeling this evening, however faith or lack of faith you have, let's take a look and see. What did Asaph do in his frustration? First point, the points are very simple. Look up and pray, the first point, verses 1 and 2. The first thing we notice about Asaph was that he, he was honest with God. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to hear me when I was in distress. I, I sought the Lord. I remembered you. I mused my heart, grew, my spirit grew faint. He acknowledged his feelings. He didn't try. We talked this morning about pushing things onto the carpet and not grasping nettles. This was a guy who said, look, this is how I feel, God. And I'm going to tell you it just as it really is. As far as we know, he was living at a time when there was considerable unrest politically. The temple had been destroyed. The people were scattered. The situation was not very much different to the sort of thing that you might see in, in Syria or in the Middle East today. There was no big supply of hope in the days when Asav was writing Psalm number 77. And in all this chaos that surrounded him, what did he do? He looked up and he prayed to God. In fact, he groaned. We get the impression he, 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 he prayed all night long suggesting to us that his anguish was so great that he even expressed the feeling of the thought that God had forgotten him and rejected him completely. Now, God had not forgotten, of course, but he was in such turmoil. He said, my soul refused to be comforted. But I want you to notice his honesty. He did not pray old-fashioned pious cliches. I remember a woman coming to a prayer meeting and she came out with something like, Oh God, make bare your holy arm. And I thought, what does that mean? Now, I knew what she meant, but, and, uh, but uh, he was honest with God. He just told them the way he was feeling. There was no point in sugarcoating it. He, 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 was, he didn't pretend he was so holy and so close to God. He literally poured out his heart with God, his frustration, his feelings. What do we learn from that? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. And above all, be honest with God. Tell him how you are. Tell him how it really is. Tell him what you're feeling. Tell him the truth. And we see from Asaph and others that answers don't come quickly or easily. Indeed, sometimes answers don't come the way we would like. Take the book of Job, for example. Job got no easy answers to difficult questions, and his situation was, was, was ferocious, to say the least of it. 
So whatever your situation is, don't forget to look up and pray. That's the first point. And very often, it's the last thing we do, isn't it? We try every other means. And as a last resort, we pray. Asa, look up and pray. First point. Asa did something else. He looked back and he remembered how God had blessed him in the past. Looking back and remembered. You know, memory is a great blessing. I wonder, do you thank God for your memory? A little aside, um, I was assistant minister to the Reverend James Fullerton. He was a, a great minister, enthusiast, and big Carmoney congregation. When he retired, he went to visit uh, for the congregation in Ballyclare, visit elderly people, sometimes retired ministers do. And he went into a nursing home to visit, and he went to this old lady, and she was sitting there, and uh, her memory had gone. And he said to her, do you know who I am? And she looked at him with a gaunt look. She says, I do not. But she says, if you go around the corridor, she says, there's a wee, per- there's a wee girl dressed in blue, she's a nurse. If you ask her, she'll tell you who you are. <laughs> in all seriousness, memory. You know, our mem- we should thank God for our memory. Our memory is a great, great blessing. Often we forget what we should remember. And we remember what we should forget. Think about that. Often we forget what we should remember, and we remember what we should forget. Often when we're in trouble, we only see the trouble. We don't do what Asaph. And Asaph was in trouble. He looked back. Asaph said, seen two as it were. He looked back, and he remembered the blessings of the past, the blessings of yesterday. Surely God has given us memories not to hold on to old grudges, but to be inspired by good things, the good things of the past or days or years. And again and again in the Old Testament, God's people were encouraged to remember the blessings of their past history. Maybe we could take a leaf out of their book. Instead of moaning and groaning about things we don't like, concentrating on thanking God for our blessings and thinking about things in the past. If you're a Christian, take time to count your blessings. Oh, it's an old hymn, but it's wonderfully true. To count your blessings, how that God has guided you through times past, and God has brought you to where we are today. Your memory will help you to do just that. And remember that God never promised that life would be all sunshine. I mean, Asaph was frustrated. But there was no reason as to why life should be easier for him or any of the rest of us. Never promised that life would be all sunshine. But you know, when you think about it, there are, in all our cases, there are lots of rays of sunshine through it all. And like Asaph, I think we should look back and remember. Frustrated with God. Look up and pray. Look back and remember what God has done for you and for others. And then thirdly, Verses 13 to 15, look forward with hope. Look forward with hope. I really believe that the Christian faith is the only religion in the world that gives hope, that has hope. 
It's not based on a matter of what we do, as many other world religions are, to obtain righteousness or to satisfy the requirements of a higher power or of a holy God. The Christian faith rests on the one central orb, that Christ died in our place. And because Christ died in our place and he purchased our salvation and redemption, and we ha- all we have to do is to repent and to receive and to believe, and then we're called as children of light. We have hope because we can be justified by faith alone. What a lovely thing that Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The Christian faith is the faith of hope, and we all need that hope. If we're justified by faith alone, Christ paid it all, as sometimes we sing. So tonight, if you come to that place of faith and you've received him as he's offered in the gospel, you can look forward with great hope. Now, it doesn't mean, like Asaph had many troubles, uh, and yet he was close to God. He was wrote many of the Psalms. He was part of our Bible, really, in a sense, today. And the Old Testament Jewish faith, it doesn't mean that it'll be all sunshine. I love the words of an old hymn, uh, Days of Darkness. Well, I don't love the idea, but the truth is, Days of Darkness Still May Meet Me. Sorrow's path I oft may tread, but his presence still is with me. By his guiding hand I'm led. He will keep me till the river rolls as waters at my feet. Looking forward with hope. Psalm 77, the words of Asaph. Verse 1, I cried to God for help. Frustration. Verse 2, when I was in distress, I sought the Lord. Now in verse 13, the mood changed completely. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God, with a small g, is as great as our God. A complete change of attitude. Because, you see, the essence of our Christian faith, even more so than the Jewish faith, the essence of our Christian faith is no matter where we've been, said that this morning about the woman in Samaria, the woman of Samaria, no matter where we have been or who we are, we can still look forward with hope. Oh, it doesn't mean the trials won't come. We don't know what this week will bring. The rain clouds will come to the sky, but we can trace the rainbow through the rain and believe like Asav that for a child of God, there is hope. A rainbow spells hope. We all need hope. Our circumstances may be different, yet the promise is the same. It's a promise to a believer, and only to a believer. There is hope at the end. A bit like what's said about the jigsaw we did this morning. It was tough work, and I was frustrated. I wanted to give up, but I felt it was worthwhile. I got a great satisfaction when it was finished. There's hope at the end of the Christian, of, of this life, for those who are trusting in him. So instead of being frustrated with God, and maybe we all do from time to time, Maybe we have to be honest with God. We accept the fact that we live in a sinful world, a world that has bad things happen to good people, a world of virus, a world of trouble, a world of corruption, a world of earthquake, unfortunately, where all our expectations will not be met, nor will all our relationships succeed. Troubles and trials around us. 
we can't go back to the Garden of Eden, to the utopia, as it were, where nothing was wrong initially. Nor can we fast forward to heaven where there will be peace and joy. We live in a fallen world like Asa. Trusting and accepting Christ doesn't makes a difference to our destiny. We don't have to despair. Well, we don't know much more about Asaph in the Old Testament apart from some of the Psalms that he wrote to inspire us and to, to help us in our worship. But is it not sufficient to learn that like Asaph, frustrated as he was with God, we can look up and pray, we can look back and remember, and we can look forward with hope. And I trust that will be your experience. Let us pray. Thank you.